0: Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Imig, from 88.9. Well, to the great land of Cedarburg. I like Cedarburg. Cedarburg is great. It is great, isn't it? Um, and it's actually going to be a brand new venue this year. For Milwaukee Film Festival, yeah. So if you're headed out to the Milwaukee Film Festival, you might not have to leave Cedarburg to experience some of the movies this year. Uh, a new venue at the the Riverly, the Rivoli in Cedarburg, so, right on Washington Avenue. There, you this, can't miss it. So this is a 1930s movie house. Um, it goes back to then, but the building actually predates that. Uh, back in the 1850s, the building uh, was built as a store, like dry goods. We'll talk hats, about hats, caps, crockery, uh, shawls. All the essentials. Coats. All the 1850s essentials. Glassware. <laughs> but it becomes a movie theater in the 1930s. And the facade of the theater, the Rivoli Theater, has this real like 1930s glitz and glamour aesthetic. But it's not original.
1: It is not original, though it's based on the original. Okay. Yeah. So um, if you look at pictures, the theater opened in 1936, as you said, uh, in this old sort of cream city brick. Presumably 1850s, though potentially slightly older. Um, commercial building and um, at the sort of street level basically from the marquee down they did this beautiful black and white Art Deco style facade which was the style back then Mm -hmm. Um, but then the upper part of the facade was just sort of corrugated um, zinc so um, it's got this beautiful facade or sort of half facade of of Art Deco beauty until I think the late 60s um, is when they replace it with what the owners described as a bank-like facade, which, and you can see pictures in the article. It is very uh, bank-like and unattractive. and um, no, no,
0: nothing against banks. I'm sure. No,
1: I love banks. It's just banks, not a movie right, theater. It's right, just not not a movie right, theater. But right. Um, but that again, that was also the style at the time. So they, you know, they were just doing what was what everybody else was doing. Um, but then what happens is so, in we should go back to the beginning. The in 1936, it's converted into a movie theater by a guy from Milwaukee who comes up and decides to make a theater there. Um, And then in 1956, the building is leased on a 10-year basis to Marcus. Okay. Um, And so Marcus runs it on a series of 10-year leases until 2006 when they decide they don't want to run it anymore.
0: So this was a Marcus property for decades.
1: Yeah, yeah, for, yeah, 50 years. Um, And so then what happens is the um, a non-profit, a historic preservation non-profit in Cedarburg decides to buy the building because they want to save it. Um, and they're going to look for an operator to run it. But then they decide to just sort of run it themselves and they get volunteers to do it. And we'll talk more about that later. But um, so when they buy it, that's when there's this move to raise money to restore the facade. Um, to what it had looked like, and not only do they restore it, though they also they do the whole front. So where the corrugated uh, zinc or whatever that was up there um, is now also that sort of cool shiny black and uh, black and white stuff. Which yeah, looks, I mean, looks really nice. So arguably, it, it looks, looks the looks, part. It looks better now than it did even originally. I think it's like a recreated facade that actually looks better, even better than the original one.
0: Yeah, you don't get that too often. You don't hear
1: that very often. No. And
0: it's got this like kind of reflective black. Um, facade with these mm-hmm. um, like kind of chrome or you know metal accents that really give it that vintage feel yeah it's beautiful I can only imagine what it's going to look like during the film fest but you go inside and it's definitely a modern theater um, oh yeah. you know beautiful seats um State of the art projection.
1: Yep, they've replaced it all. It's over the years they've they've done a lot of work on the place. The bathrooms are all uh, renovated and fixed up nice, and the lobby looks great. And there's they've replaced seats, which are super comfortable and wide now. Um, they've replaced the screen to be able to show like three D movies and things like that. Um, so yeah, it's it's as contemporary as any theater you'll see.
0: Well, we're going to keep talking about the Cedarburg Theater next because the the couple that are, are the volunteer um, operators of the theater, they've got a really fascinating story. Yeah, they really do. So we're going to talk more about the, uh, the theater next at Urban Spelunking. 88.9's new podcast series, Backspin. The search for Milwaukee's first hip-hop song is now available everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Tune in and at RadioMilwaukee.org slash Backspin. Stream all six episodes now. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 pride. And we're back in Cedarburg at the Rivoli Theater. This is a historic movie theater. It goes back to the nineteen thirties. Uh, it's been a movie theater pretty much continuously since. Yep. Um, but it actually has been at the site for much longer, uh, going all the way back to the eighteen fifties, where it was kind of a general store uh, where they sold that crockery and, and other stuff. <laughs> hats and caps. Hats. Yeah. All the all Shawls. the good stuff. That's right. Capes, cloaks. Um, cloaks.
1: Right, cloaks, not capes.
0: So let's talk about maybe the- capes. You know, we weren't there. We can't right. say. We
1: can't say. Although a cloak is really a cape anyway, isn't it? What's you know, the difference Now You're we're true? just
0: splitting hairs here. That's right. a good point. All, All right. right. So the current uh, the current use is it's still a theater. It's been a theater a since, theater. since uh, the 30s, you know, going on 100 years, which is pretty cool.
1: That is pretty crazy.
0: Um, and the couple that runs it, they're volunteers.
1: Jerry and Alice Voight.
0: So tell me about... Former tell teachers. Tell me about them. Okay. Yeah,
1: they're retired teachers. Um, and I think what happened was when it came time... Uh, for volunteers to help get this thing going, they raised their hands (laughs) all those years ago now, and um, they're still doing it.
0: I figure that's kind of how it happens in smaller communities, where it's like, we've got this thing, who's going to volunteer? Right. First person. And everybody looks at each other, right? (laughs) and uh you know being retired teachers they said that they never really pictured themselves running a movie theater. Alice
1: said if you had listed if she had listed 100 potential jobs that she might have running a movie theater would not have made that list.
0: And this is kind of, they do it a little differently like there's this definitely this family friendly uh part of their model where they don't show R rated movies. Right. And the prices are a little lower it looks like 325 for for a movie. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yep. And, and they, they do, like, discounts and, on, on certain days of the week, right? Yep,
1: and they do very specific times. Like, the movies are always at the sort of same times and the same days of the week because they want people to know they can just walk over and and come see a movie, you know. They're not always messing with the schedule, you know. And they try to keep a movie for a little while. They're not changing the movies every two days or anything like that, every three days. Um, so they keep the films there. They're always uh, PG-13 or better, if you will, for you know, for families and um it really is a community they really they want it to be something all of the community can embrace and the community really does seem to have embraced it because it seems like they have just about a pool of 200 volunteers that work for free wow i mean i don't work for for free (laughs) at a movie theater do you you know you know i mean this it says a lot that people in the community they work for free and they pay to go see movies right i mean it's
0: yeah, it's not a co-op. I mean, they're right, volunteers, right? Right,
1: and they're. This is why Cedarburg has a movie theater in the heart of its downtown because everybody, I mean, not everybody in town, but a, a huge chunk of people, have committed to donating their time to, and they're working. It's a job. They're taking. They're selling tickets. They're running the film. They're, you know what I mean. They're doing all the stuff, that a movie theater needs, to have done. And so they have a, a few paid employees, that are sort of managers, and it's their job each night to kind of coordinate who the volunteers are and all of that. So there are a few paid positions, but it's almost entirely volunteer run beyond that.
0: And, and all, and it goes all the way to the top with this, with this couple who are volunteering. Um, it just sounds like such a romantic retirement, you know, this idea of like, um, you know, just being an accidental movie manager for a movie house at this quaint theater in Cedarburg. I
1: think, think, you know, that whether they flat out say they love it, they, they definitely seem like, they they have the vibe like they've adopted this theater. You know what I mean? Like it's there. You can tell they're really proud of it. And when they showed me around, they were really proud of all the, the upgrades they've made and the changes they've made. And there was a little and de- a the little, fact that it's still there.
0: Yeah, there was this little detail that you pointed out where during your tour, um, one of the owners or one of the managers, he like bent down and picked up a little piece of paper that was on the floor more than
1: once. I noticed them trying to like do it so casually, maybe that I wouldn't notice, but I noticed multiple times they bent down to pick up like. I mean, the place was spotless, but, like, where there might have been, like, a little gum wrapper in the corner that that nobody had noticed, they scooped it up. I mean, they clearly were really proud of this place. Yeah. And rightfully so, it's a beautiful place. And the fact that it's still there in a community that size, it's not a shoebox multiplex out in the suburbs somewhere. It's a 1930s single-screen movie house in the heart of their downtown area that's pretty impressive
0: yeah there's something really special about seeing a movie at a at a theater that kind of does it the old way you know like yeah um, I've been to movie theaters on like up in the north woods Mm -hmm. where they're smaller and you know it just feels like the like the movies start at at 4 p.m. and there's the two screenings and it is just kind of a a special way to experience a night at the movies yeah
1: it really is and and the fact that it is a a community-run place makes it seem even more special.
0: Well, go check out the pictures. We've got lots of them at radioMilwaukee.org. Bobby's complete story linked up there. Uh, you can find other urban spelunkings that we've done, and you can. We've find, done others. We we've done we, for wow. three years, Bobby. Where you been? <laughs> <mad? laughs> you can find more urban spelunkings, plus uh, more information about the Milwaukee Film Festival running October seventeenth through the thirty-first. Well, podcasts on eighty-eight nine are produced by Kenny Perez. Handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab. With support from On Milwaukee and your membership, you can subscribe to this podcast and all of 889's podcasts at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcasts. You can subscribe on all the platforms, too. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spreaker, and on NPR Podcasts. It's On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzilla. Thank you. Thanks.